fullback belly. Three tight ends, including Haydner. Kuhn is the fullback with the first and goal. Kuhn gets the ball. Final Welcome to the Fantasy Fullback Dive brought to you by the good people at the Rotor Street Journal. We are paving your way to fantasy excellence. We are acting as your lead blocker to fantasy glory. We are making all your football-related fantasies come true. I, of course, am your host, Nat The Truth Jones. With me, as always, the Wolf of Rotor Street himself. And we are recapping Week 9, and we are leading up to what actually could be a decent uh you know, Sunday night football game, at least compared to some of the ones we've had in the past. I'm always excited to see Derrick Henry in action, uh, especially after the ass kicking that he threw on somebody last week. That's who we're looking at, right? Oh, yeah. Derrick Henry and the Chiefs versus yeah, the Chiefs. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm excited. Wolf, are you excited? Kind of. I think the Chiefs are going to route him. I think that Malik yeah, Willis being a quarterback, and that kind of leads us right into it. I know we don't have much time to waste on this recap okay. show. So we'll get right into the Sunday night football news. Malik Willis will be starting – for the Titans, Tannehill is inactive tonight. I think that makes the Chiefs a smash play. We've been speculating on them. Chiefs defense being a great option this week. So I don't know what the the, the spread ended up ending at, but I definitely hammered the Chiefs. I think they went by at least two touchdowns. Maybe Henry bleeds them out and they can slow it down. But if the Chiefs get up early, this game is going to be ugly and it's going to be ugly fast. And that's what I expect here. Uh, so with no Tannehill, Malik Willis will be in. The other news of note coming into this one, Kadarius Tony just wants to get his feet wet. So some of you guys getting him in there as desperation flexes, maybe it's a feet wetting in the red zone. That would be nice. That could carry some upside. The guy has looked really quick and twitchy in those, um, those clips that you're seeing from the highlights right now. I think he's going to be a real player here, but it might not be quite this week. Still would like to stash him. And as stashes go for tonight, the other guy to check for, a lot of people dropping Isaiah Pacheco, 32% rostered. If you had some bench trash, let's say, honestly, even Brian Robinson at this point, Drake London can probably get dropped. Why not pick up Pacheco, see how he does, maybe something happens to CEH, or maybe fresh out of the bye, they just hand the keys over to this guy who's looked really solid throughout the year. Really easy schedule. Next two games are both against bottom five defenses too for the Chiefs, and they like to bleed the clock with Pacheco. They could definitely get early lead tonight and also in the coming two weeks. So check for him as a Sunday night football stash. Look, I agree with you that the Chiefs are probably going to win this game and you know maybe do it convincingly, especially if they get up early. I would like to caution you because we just recorded on Thursday and you were adamant that 13 and a half was not enough for the Philly uh, for Philly to be giving up against the Texans. And I just want to, and I was like, be careful. That's a lot of points. And they the Texans totally covered. covered. <laughs> yeah, but, it, but they covered though. You said they, they needed still 20, 21. Yeah. They still covered. My point is that was a terrible team against a very good team. You just never know how these things are going to shake out, even though I generally agree with your assessment of what is going on. Indeed. All right. We're going to get into the stud of the week, and we have a pretty clear-cut winner as far as stud of the week goes. But first, give us a like. Give us a subscribe. Whatever medium your social media company deals in, give us that because we certainly yes. want it and we deserve it. Whether you're uh, live with us here, get us out to more people right away. It's so greatly appreciated. You guys crushed it early on the show. We had yeah. about 70 live viewers throughout the entire time asking. I think we got 300 questions this morning. Jesus. It was amazing. A lot of that was because some early thumbs up, some shares, some likes, retweets, all that good stuff does help us grow. And if you're catching the replay, even better, 
Awesome to have you here. After the fact, we are always live right around 7.30 to 7.45, depending on when Red Zone ends. We like to go live and recap all this action for you. We'll go stud of the week, stats that pop, and then an early Week 10 waiver wire diving in for you. But that thumbs up button would be so greatly appreciated. Get your questions on in. The call-in feature is live as well. So let's get it going, Wolfpack. Let's start with some studs of the week. And studs really of the week. One we, we got one, and I shot this to you early, and then you were like, I don't know. And it, and there was another guy that had an amazingly good week, but it is clear who the stud of the week was, yeah. and that's Joe Mixon. Mixon rushed 22 times for 153 yards and four, count them, one, two, three, four rushing touchdowns. Uh, he wasn't done. He also had yeah. four catches on five targets, another 58 yards, which would be enough, but then he also scored through the air. So the guy had five touchdowns. That was a franchise record for the Bengals um, and just a monstrous fans, fantasy day. If you had this guy, you probably won. If you faced this guy, you probably lost. Yeah. And that is the definition of stud of the week. Exactly. 110%. Absolute mammoth. 55 PPR fantasy points. By far the best single game performance so far this year. And I believe it finishes top four in history. Maybe even top two. I got to double check the numbers and run it. We know that it was, it was a good game. game. Jamal Charles game, Kamara's had some games, but it is up there historically. Unbelievable effort. A lot of people, the expected fantasy points models were all pointing to a rebound unless Mixon wasn't so good anymore. A lot of people clamoring that he was just done. He shoved this one right in their face. Great day from Mixon. The only other guy I think that could compete with him is Justin Fields because a lot of people picking him off waiver wires and starting him, streaming him this week. And man, did he deliver 42 fantasy points because of 123 passing yards and three scores through the air. What really gets you going, though, what really makes the blood flow, 178 yards on the ground, the most rushing yards of anybody, running back, quarterback, anybody this week, and a rushing score as well with that 61 rushing yard touchdown. Unbelievable play, unbelievable game from him. Locked in, I would say, top six quarterback moving forward, maybe even top five. The, listen, uh, the one you're selling him a little bit short, 178 rushing yards for a quarterback, I believe, is an NFL record. Yeah, for, not even for, as a week where for the yeah. for the regular season. Uh, I, yep. I want to say Kaepernick maybe got more than that in one the time playoffs. in the playoffs, right? Yeah. So anyway, 178 yards on the ground, and I got to say, I was watching Red Zone every single time the guy dropped back to pass, and he would just kind of scramble out right. He'd get like 14, 15 yards. Yeah, every single time it was, it was just though. ridiculous. And he made a couple nice passes. He only had Beautiful 123 in the air, but yeah. when he had to, he did make some nice passes. Cole Komet actually showing up. Uh, yeah. and catching a few balls after having done nothing for like a year and a half before last week. And so anyway, yeah, I mean, Fields, uh, his team didn't win. He gave Miami a real scare. That was yeah. a, that was a fun, a, a shootout game. And I mean, you know, we talk about Konami upside. I almost feel like that's doing the guy a disservice. <laughs> yeah, this is a like, different level. Kind of like right? uh, whatever the next level is. Uh, it was impressive. You know me. I'm not a big Fields believer. It's really hard to say anything uh, other than How just give, him, this point, give right? him just huge praise from this. I mean, the guy's got some wheels. Yeah, um, I tweeted I, it out. Like, have him and Lamar Jackson swapped fantasy bodies? He's now outscored him three straight weeks entering this week. You have to imagine Lamar Jackson's outscored by Fields yet again. It feels just a monster. He's what we wanted Lamar Jackson to yeah. be this year, what Lamar Jackson was early in the season. That's become Fields. And again, as you mentioned, the improvement as a passer. Now they've got 30-plus points from the Bears in two of their last three, 26 in the other one. Including, so like a good uh, including tw- I think, 29 against the Cowboys. Who yeah, have a really I guess a really good defense. defense. Yeah, so team can get it done. And Atlanta and Detroit in their next two, oh, baby, wheels up for this Bears team. 
And for I don't Jeff know. Field, Detroit, Detroit held their opponent to nine points today. Uh, well, so let's not, let's we'll not sleep on the Lions' week. defense. Uh, I mean, that's a great transition well, into dud of the week. Let's get into dud of the week. And that, and you, we have been just been talking before the show. We don't usually do dud of the week, although we did give it to the whole Raiders team, I want to say, last week. Yeah. Um, and I just I, – I went rogue on this one. Dud of the week was Aaron Rodgers, okay? And, and did he have yeah. the least number of points for a quarterback? No, he didn't. There were people that had less. You know, I think he ended up passing for 291 yards, which in a vacuum, you're like, hey, that's pretty good. It might be the season um, high, actually, this year. And I mean, I and, but I mean, I watched this guy. He threw three picks, and two of them were just completely his fault. Like, yeah. especially the second one, which I couldn't believe watching the broadcast. The, the announcers just were were sucking off the guy that picked the ball off. They're like, oh, what great instincts. Um, he over he underthrew his guy by like five yards. Yeah. Even a decent pass like halfway decent it's a touchdown 100 percent of the time like yeah. that was just him under throwing a guy by several yards it was a, a, a pass that never would have happened even last year in this guy's career people can say oh it's because his receivers are no good and they're not very good but he looks terrible awesome. i mean i mean it was it was one of the worst performances i've seen in a really long time and one of the worst performances i've seen by him maybe ever I mean, this was a Lions team giving up 32 points per game, and they put up, what, nine, I believe, was the final score in a losing effort, nonetheless, to the Lions so bad. The only time you could have ever felt good about using Rodgers this year, and then he doesn't even come through in this game fantasy-wise, real-life-wise. I have no reason to roster this guy. I haven't in a while. I've been telling people to cut him every time they ask me. But absolutely, at this point, why would you even roster this guy? What's the and point? Just watching it, like any situation where they're like going for two or if it's like fourth and three, and they went for a lot of these, fourth and five, whatever they needed to convert to. And you never – I never thought he was going to make any of them. No. You know what I mean? And you used to always just with him and Brady just be like, oh, he's definitely going to convert. I never thought he would complete any of them, and he basically didn't. It really so, is the definition of like the old wave washing out and the new wave taking over and coming in right now. Cause it but is, uh, it's just, it's, it's guy. almost sad to watch. You know, I mean, I love to give Rodgers help. No, I, it's but, not but, sad, but, I but it's love just, every it's, second of it. it's so bad. It's, it's so, so bad. It's sad. It's a pitiful performance. Yes. The sad performance doesn't make me sad. I absolutely love watching this guy yeah. crumble sad. after how douchey he's been throughout his whole year and all life. Like, Oh, I love it. Sad would be a stretch. I'm not sad, yeah. but it's just it's pathetic to watch. It's pathetic. It's, it's really sad on the field. It is. But it's All right, not let's sad get into me. quarterbacks. And specifically, That's I said I take real exception to some of the categories you put some of these guys in. But we're going to go over this anyway. Yes. Uh, positive, <laughs> positive. Tua completed 21 of 30 for 302 and three touchdowns uh, in the 35-32 game we just alluded to that Fields with this was the loser in. This has kind of become standard uh, par for the course for Tua. Even though Tua makes some mistakes, misses some opportunities, he's just got such elite receivers that it doesn't really seem to matter. He still puts up monster fantasy points, and he did in this game. Yeah, third highest scoring quarterback so far this week. Beastly day for him. The second highest scoring quarterback was actually Josh Allen, who I did. Yeah, that's what I objected to. You have him mad, but you have Trevor Lawrence like positive. It was just a mad performance relative to his season. He did. I, I didn't even realize it ultimately put up 25 fantasy points. Right. And that's what's so damn good about Josh Allen. But I believe he had right around 20 points going into halftime. So it just felt mad for him. One, to lose to the Jets. Really pathetic. But two, to only end up with 25 when you had 20 in the first half. It kind of felt like a mad game. You were looking at like a 40-point day potentially. And he really just got shut down by the Jets. Oh, man. Who would have thought it? Well, I hear you, but if we're gonna if we're gonna give guys 
if we're going to give guys props for having good fantasy days when they didn't get it done in real life, I feel like if Allen's going to throw up 25 points, granted he had 20. I mean, how many times has Jalen Hurts thrown up 20 in the first half and ended up yeah, 24? Right. Uh, meanwhile, you had Trevor Lawrence, who did have a good game, completed 25 of 31 for 235 and a score. He also had uh, six rushes for 53, so he had a good fantasy game. But you alluded to Allen getting 20 in the first half and finishing with 25. Let's talk about another guy who did a lot in the first, like, 15 minutes of the game. Derek Carr, 21-36, 259 yards and two touchdowns in the Raiders, 27-20. to Loss to the Jaguars. Loss because I feel like they were up, like, 20-3 to or something like that. Um, and he had two long passes to Devontae Adams in the first quarter or at the very least early in the second and did nothing after that. Yeah, it was pretty sad uh, indeed for Derek Carr. So that's why it gets the mess stamp absolutely perfectly explained. That's fair. Another positive, though, the fourth quarterback highest scoring of the week just wrapped up was Geno Smith. Yeah, oh, what a badass Geno Smith is. I love that guy. Two touchdowns, 38 yards on the ground, just getting it done over 20 fantasy points yet again. He gets the ball to lock it. He gets the ball to DK. Back on track for him. I really love watching this guy. I love what they're doing. I mean – Everybody thought how bad they were going to suck, including us. Oh, yeah. I mean, how could you Me not? too. I thought they were going to be terrible. You got to feel great for him and, and what a story these Seahawks are for sure. Absolutely. We go to negative. And this is one. This was, kind this of, was a jump the gun. This too. is this weird. Well, he didn't have a great fantasy game. But, I mean. He, he ended Joe, up with 19 points, though. Joe Burrow went 22 for 28. Yeah. 206 yards and a touchdown. Now, we already know where all the points I mean, they won by a ton. Joe Mixon had four touchdowns. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the one touchdown that Burrow threw was to Joe Mixon. This is one of those things where, like, he didn't get it done fantasy wise, particularly. It's hard to say it was a bad game, but anyway, that's where we're at. Yeah, it just was a 35 point day. Like, or you'd think he'd have more points, but 19 still got the job done, still was a top 10 quarterback. Just felt a little mad there. In terms of negatives, we talked yeah, about If you want to talk about real bad games, let's go to the next guy. Sam Ellinger. Now we're really talking negative. <laughs> yards, one interception. will hit receivers down in a little bit, but you cannot feel good about trusting any Colts pass catcher. you got to hope they either go back to Ryan or even big dick Nick Foles, like something other than this. How could they continue to roll out Sam Ellinger after this one? We want to know what we have in the – not even a rookie. The sophomore. Well, you know what you have now. We know what we have after this. We do not need to see – anymore it's, it's not a great Pats defense and he looked like he did not belong for a single second on that field today awful just absolutely disgusting and ruining that offense if you started the Pats defense you might have won your week like 25 like fantasy 20, points 26 points in my league yeah yeah <laughs> uh Aaron Rodgers we already talked about uh, abysmal performance even worse than his fantasy numbers would indicate just just terrible I'm not going to elaborate anymore uh, but yeah, just so bad. Uh, and the last guy, Marcus Mariota, 12 of 23 for a buck 29 in the Falcons, 20 to 17 loss to the Chargers. And they lost this game in, in it, like two amazing things happened for them to lose this game. Neither one of them has much to do with Mariota. But one was Austin Eckler getting tackled, but not getting tackled. I and know. Like doing like a backflip and then running for a touchdown. Um, which was incredible. The other thing was Eckler fumbling like inside the 20 with like 30 seconds to go. A guy on the Falcons picking it up, running it back like 40 yards and just dropping the ball. (laughs) No one even touched the guy and he's just running it and just puts the ball on the turf and they get it back and they lose. It's like, that's not going to be talked about nearly enough, but that was crazy. 
Yeah, absolutely abysmal loss for that team. Good win for the Chargers, even though they didn't deserve it. The Chargers are bad, man. The Chargers stink. I got to put Justin Herbert in the negatives, too. I mean, for a guy the consensus number two quarterback to be right around 10 points yet again, we haven't seen a ceiling day all year. And, yeah, he's had Keenan Allen banged up. We get that. Today's weapons cabinet was certainly a below-par group. But this is the Falcons. This is a team that everybody's destroying, and he couldn't even do it here. You got to be bumping this guy. The like, Falcons absolutely should have won this game. And they should have, and he, they absolutely suck. And Herbert didn't do anything against them. So brutal day for him. Moving to running backs, we definitely had some humongous days. You mentioned Eckler, 47 yards and a score on the ground, 24 and a touchdown through the air, but did have that like 50 yarder or so called back, was in the contention for stud of the week if that had stood. So big game from him, but even bigger. The, the uh, running back three right now, it was Joe Mixon and then this guy, but somebody else ended up taking over the number two spot. But running back three was Travis Etienne coming through yet again. 28 carries, 109 yards, and two scores on the ground. Still the only piece missing here is receiving two catches, 17 yards. Okay, if man, if you could get like those five to six catch days, which he is very, very capable of, we'd be talking about like approaching that megastar category, but he is absolutely a locked-in Top 10 running back. We all know that at this point, but just good to see him confirm it yet again. Travis Etienne, what a beast. Definitely. Good call on that. Miami running back. Speaking of good calls on your part, you said you like Jeff Wilson to maybe take a little plunge into the end zone. He looked good. Nine rushes for 51 yards, which is kind of right around the yards uh, per carry clip. I feel like he was getting in San Francisco. He's a good running back. He He also has three catches for 21 yards and a score. Raheem Mostert, nine rushes. Same number of rushing attempts as uh, Wilson, but about half as many yards, 26. But he also did get a touchdown. Um, But I got to say, if you're a Mostert owner – you got to feel a little bit nervous about this. And as a Wilson owner, which I am, I'm pretty encouraged. Oh, you got exactly how to read. I think this is a big down for most. Wilson led the team in snaps 28 to 26, more routes 13 to 12, and just looked better, as you said, half the yards for most compared to Jeff Wilson getting 51 on his nine carries. Looking damn good, like he never missed a beat in this Mike McDaniels offense. We know Mostert's injury concerns, but it looks like Wilson might take that job outright anyways. I called it was going to be by Thanksgiving. You did. It was in his first week. It didn't even matter. He's already leading this team. I think both are going to be pretty viable because of how good this offense is. But moving forward, it's Jeff Wilson. He's also only 51% rostered as a sneak peek to the early waiver wire preview. He's a guy I would blow it all for. Absolutely love this guy. Uh, moving forward with the Atlanta backfield. CPAT walks right back into two touchdowns. Yeah, you kind of like you like this one too. He I was in your him. he was in your higher list. Yep. Uh, you and had him forty one spots higher a, than the experts. <laughs> we got a ton of questions about him, and I kept saying, "Play him, play him, play him." Over Deion Jackson, over Tyler Lockett, who had a good day, even over Josh Palmer in some points, uh, and he ended up coming through with those two scores over eighteen fantasy points. Algier looked okay himself with ten carries for ninety nine yards. But it's good to see CPAT go right back to that goal line role. It would have been a real pain in the ass if Huntley had like stayed involved at the goal line back. But no, they went right back to CPAT. He looked explosive again. The only negative, I guess, is you look at the breakdown. 23 snaps for Patterson, 23 for Algier, 13 for Huntley, 13, 10, and 7 carries. So it is a three-headed nightmare. So that usually is not a good thing. But on a team that's so committed to the run and with Patterson just so locked in yeah. as a playmaker and four of the five goal line snaps went to Patterson as well. I think you can always feel great about him locked in as you're running back too. 
Let's talk about the Jets backfield yeah. and and let's just talk about the Jets in general while we're at it. Uh, real quick, just the running back. Give him some flowers, right? I, I, like, I'm going to say something about him here, and it's going to be positive. Michael Carter, 12 rushes, 76 yards, and a touchdown. He also had one catch for an additional 10. Um, James Robinson almost had as many snaps as he did, but definitely uh, Carter was the guy producing more. I mean, it was running at about six and a half yards a clip. That is nothing to sneeze at at all. Um, and let's just talk about the Jets for a second. I mean, they beat the Bills. They beat the Bills straight up. I mean, you know, I can't really say anything else about it, but they did. I never would have called it in a million years. You know, I'm a perennial Jets hater. They're yeah. six and three now. Is that right? Yeah. I mean, and it makes yeah. the Pats win last week look kind of solid here. They can go beat the Bills. Who cares? This whole division's crazy. I, I mean, also the Jets blew out the Dolphins earlier this year. So, I mean, yeah. I don't know what to say about them really. They, I mean, I can't, you know, there, there's certain records. Like, I don't buy into the Vikings seven and one. I don't really buy into the the Giants record. It's hard to say much about the Jets though, because they've beaten some real teams. They have. And even the losses, they typically have played pretty tough. They're they're a good team. And it's a good defense. They're well coached and they're young too. I mean, this is a team that's only going to grow. I hate to admit it, but the Jets, they deserve their flowers. They really do here. Uh very solid performance from them. Staying in the division, the AFC East Ramondre Stevenson, as he always does, 1560, three catches, 10 yards and a touchdown. Doesn't seem like an enormous day, but still a top 12 running back as of right now for the week. The big thing is just seeing him 16 snaps out of the, or rather 46 snaps of the 63. Only 17 went to JJ Taylor, 25 routes, 15 carries, seven targets. That's just RB1 usage and RB1 numbers come as a result. This guy's a beast. All right, real quick. This was a late addition. Uh, another last positive running back, Kenneth Walker, 109 yards on the ground, two touchdowns. Also had three catches for 20 yards receiving for the first place in the NFC West, Seattle Seahawks. Uh, you said a few weeks ago that everything you got in waiver money on him uh, seems like a very smart piece of advice that you gave. At that oh, point. absolutely. If he was out there and you got him, you got yourself. We, I said it there. There's going to be no on the waiver wire that comes close to this, and there won't be. He was the running back two this week. They did say before the game, we can't wait to unlock his role even further. Seemed to be a little bit more involved as a pass catcher and just more creative concepts. The guy's a stud. He is so goddamn good. It was great to see. Dynasty running back one, maybe, like the number one running back in Dynasty. He could be leaving the season that way. Uh, for Kenneth Walker, I got to give some props to Duck for that trade. I was shitting on him earlier, man. That trade's looking real smart now, Duck, so well done. Uh, in the May category, Josh Jacobs, 17 carries, 67 yards, ho-hum. Amir Abdullah was often on the pass catching snaps full breakdown quite yet as to how many snaps each was involved on but that's when we had those 330 point days in a row for Jacobs he was taking the pass catching work too now it's back to the kind of committee situation the pseudo committee he's definitely getting all the carries but to you know give up that pass catching work is going to cap that ceiling and just ho-hum day against a really bad Jags team don't love to see it by any means Dalvin Cook, kind of more of the same for him. 17 rushes, 47 yards. That's pretty gross. That's like two and a half yards of carry. Two catches for nine yards. He did score, but uh, you yeah. know, uh, more of the same for Dalvin Cook. Not a great outing. Bailed out in a bad Washington team, too. Jamal Williams, man. This is what you – you know, I do love playing him, and I always recommend him because of the touchdown upside. So real. But when he doesn't score, this is what you get. 24 carries, 81 yards. Like, did it kill you? No, but it's just – it's meh. It is mad. It's lousy uh, yards per carry. I feel bad about this one, too. I told everybody to play this guy, even over Patterson. Uh, I don't like this one. Who, Gibson? Yeah. 11 rushes, 11 rushes, 36 yards. Uh, He had two catches for 11 yards. Yeah, if we recommended him over anybody, it was probably the wrong move. (laughs) 
Yeah, wasn't wasn't good. I thought with McKissick out that you know we'd see the role increase here, but no, nah, it was bad. Bad recommendation on my part, but not quite as bad as some people playing Khalil Herbert. I did I say did. play Gibson over him, and you know if you played Gibson, you would have been happy over Herbert at least. Twenty three yards on seven carries. Montgomery doesn't look good. I don't get why he's not seeing more work. Herbert looked good on his limited touches, but we got fourteen carries for thirty six yards. Mm. Going Montgomery, the snaps swung way into his favor. Fifty one snaps. For Montgomery, compared to just 21 for Khalil Herbert, 35 early down uh, snaps compared to just 11 for Herbert. Herbert does get the two-minute drill, so it's nice that he had those six snaps, but, man, it's pretty ugly there. Doesn't seem like that's backfield has flipped into his favor quite yet. No, I, I played him. I, it was more of a necessity play. I didn't really have anyone else to play, but I was kind of optimistic about playing him. I was too. Uh, I felt pretty bad about it once I saw what <laughs> happened. Deontay Foreman, also a guy I was kind of high on, uh, seven rushes, 23 yards. Uh, in their week nine loss to the Bengals. I mean, they were down like 35 uh, nothing, you know, in the second quarter. So was not a favorable game script for their running back. Still, he did almost nothing. He did catch uh, two passes, and he got negative two yards yeah. on his two catches. It's too bad, too, because he's a pretty good pass protector, but he was not being used. We got Spencer Brown and Raheem Blackshear. The majority of the second half work when the game flowed out. I thought Foreman was going to be like a locked-in running back two rest of the year, but you're going to need a positive script for him to come through. And how often positive scripts for this awful, awful Panthers team? So looks like that 31-point day, a huge fluke, probably one of the biggest losers of the week, Donta Foreman, uh, with that stat share. DeAndre Swift still banged up. Two carries, two carries, two carries for DeAndre Swift. Yeah, they hinted at a limited role, and my God, 10 yards, did have 340. He looks pretty good on his touches, but you can't trust him moving forward until we know he's going to see more than this. Hey, Wolf, you're breaking up a little bit. Uh, see if you can exit and come back, and I'll do the next couple. All righty, sounds um, good. A.J. Dillon rushed 11 times for 34 yards in the Packers. Week 9 loss to the Lions. He added two receptions for 10 additional yards. This is nothing new. We told you A.J. Dillon was a handcuff at best. Uh, you know, he didn't do pretty much anything. And, and it was kind of more of the same. We expected it. This is even with Aaron Jones leaving with an injury. So uh, probably not too many of you started A.J. Dillon. If you did, you got kind of what you expected, kind of what you deserved. Naeem Hines, he's with a new team. He was targeted one time in the passing game. He did not catch that ball. Uh, Devin Singletary rushed eight times for 24 yards in the loss we referred to with the Bills and the Jets. So not much coming out of the Bills backfield. He did add four receptions for an additional 24 yards. You played either of these guys, you're probably not too happy. No, not at all. And I did recommend AJ Dillon to some people. I thought there's going to be some touchdown upside. Ugh, that was a really ugly performance from him. Dave, and Dave then, is course, pointing at himself. You yeah, yes. He's going to probably have a nice call in for us. I look forward to that one. We will take our pain as we deserve it here. Uh, but yeah, as you mentioned with the Bills, too, just an ugly overall committee. Singletary did play 47 snaps, 10 for. Uh, Reggie Gilliam, I think it's the fullback, only three for Hines, 14 for Dan. still the Singletary show, but that wasn't doing anything this week. Deion Jackson, 11 carries, 23 yards, two receptions, uh, 13 yards, got banged up, was kind of the every down back till he got hurt. We'll talk about him in pickups. He played like 38 of the 48 snaps in the first three quarters, but then it got ugly. It's just everybody in that offense, the Colts, is going down the tubes as long as Sam Ellinger is the quarterback. I want nobody starting in my lineup. Likewise, Brian Robinson, 13 rushes, 44 yards. Also, two catches for negative six. Uh, you know, not much else to say about that. It was meh, maybe even. I'd say, actually, that was negative. Why are we even I calling know. that meh? Why are we calling I mean, that meh? 
Good locker room presence. No, that's under negative. This is a, he's a good locker room. Oh, yeah, room you're right. Obviously. Yeah, it's negative. But at this point, I, I actually cut him for Odell. His sneak peek of the waiver wire. I cut okay. Brian Robinson earlier today while Odell was still eligible. And he's also listed on the Rams, so now he's no longer just able to be picked up. Speaking of those Rams, their running backs, meh. 12 for 56 for Henderson, not bad. Kind of took over as the clear lead guy, given that Akers saw five carries, a whopping three yards. Malcolm Brown was just mixing in just enough to be annoying, too. Uh, it's a real shit fest there. Their running back game is just so, so atrocious. I, Kyron Williams, a lot of people stashing, holding on to. I've recommended him as a pickup. But now that Akers is back in the fold, and it is just so ugly, I think you can probably use your roster spot better than Kyron Williams at this point. Agree. It's weird with me being on this side of the screen, Wolf. Yeah. Uh, what? Is it still breaking up bad or is it doing okay? No, no, no. You're actually a lot better since you All right, back. sweet. I this turned off the TV. This so. is a sign that I'm meant to be in the, 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 the big <laughs> the boy chair. Yeah. Yeah. Wide receivers, positive. This is just every week at this point. Uh, right. Tyree Hill, 7 of 8 right? for 143 and a touchdown. Jalen Waddle, 5 of 7 for 85 and a touchdown. Not much to say. These guys are both putting up monster numbers. They do almost every single week, especially Hill, but Waddle, definitely a top 10 guy. Uh, they're doing great. It's just so refreshing, too, when you just see a coach, like, do the smart thing. Why wouldn't you throw to these guys about 25 times each? You know, not each, but combined every single game. They should be seeing right around 25 targets, and that's kind of what's happening each and every week. Absolute playmakers being fed. That's what an offense should be. you love to see it for Mike McDaniels. Great play, Con. Josh Palmer stepping in the wide receiver one role. Really played well. Ten targets, eight catches, 106 yards. Was a high recommendation on the stream today. Definitely came through for the boys. Really love to see it. Nice job, Josh Palmer. Devontae Adams, he would he would have been in our studs category early on, and we actually had him written up there, but he couldn't compete with the other two guys that I'm going ahead of him. He did have a great game, although it was pretty much all in the first half, really all in like the first 20 minutes. Ten yeah. catches on 17 targets for a buck 46 17. and two touchdowns. Um, again, nothing doing in the second half of the game, though, but uh, amazing production even in one half. Yeah, the, I believe, wide receiver one of the week. Yep, the top scoring wide receiver as of right now. Great game from Adams. Just couldn't compete, as you mentioned, with those other two high scores with 42 and 53. That 31 points isn't so special, I guess, but damn good. Justin Jefferson, a good day for alpha wide receivers today. Yeah. Justin Jefferson, 13 targets, seven catches, 115 yards, and a score. Beastly day, his first time scoring in a long time, so that was great to see his uh, fifth 100-yard game on the year. Just bo-hum, another big day for Justin Jefferson, but great to see him revisit the end zone as well today. Alan Lazard, really the only guy Aaron Rodgers uh, seems to trust. Yeah. Uh, four catches on 10 targets, 87 yards and a touchdown. I feel like we've, and I don't have the numbers in front of me, but I feel like we've seen multiple games like this for Lazard where he's targeted, say, nine, ten times, and he's catching, say, less than 50% of the balls thrown there. Yeah. I don't know if that's his fault or if that's Rodgers' fault. Rodgers clearly trusts him more than anybody else. But if you look at these other guys, you'll see like Cooper Cup, uh, seven out of eight. Um, you know, 13 out of 16 guys, stuff like this. Very frequently, I feel like we're seeing five out of 11, four out of 10 for Lazard. And he does put up decent numbers. I mean, the guy did score. I started him. Uh, he got me good fantasy numbers, but that does seem to be a trend. Yeah, 100% a great call. But now that Dubs is also banged up, uh, we can see Lazard continue to expect, you know, 10 to 12 targets each and every week for those 50% catch rate, usually a score as well as you're saying. He's Typically a top 25, top 30 guy each and every week and probably going to move forward that I'd way. I'd say probably even a little better than that, but go yeah, ahead. Yeah, seriously. Christian Kirk, nine targets, hauls in eight, 76 yards and a score. Good to see him back in the positive wide receiver one fringe today. I'd consider him a nice me mediocre wide receiver two moving forward that you can really feel better about after a couple down weeks.
Curtis Samuel, three catches on four targets, 65 yards and a touchdown. He also added one rush for 16. Washington, they seem lousy. They're actually 500 going into this game. Uh, they really had a chance to beat the Vikings, kind of let them off the hook. Wasn't Samuel's fault. He had a decent game. I know. Taylor Heineke. They, the team really they, they love Heineke there. He's fun. He, I mean, I know it's annoying, but he's fun. He's fun to watch. Sure. Uh, Garrett Wilson really, really taking over as the wide receiver one there for the Jets in their win. I just still can't believe I say that. Nine targets, eight catches, 92 yards. Really nice day for him. Uh, we saw Elijah Moore distant second, distant third even in terms of playing time, 27 snaps uh, out of their 50 snaps. So we're really seeing this takeover for Garrett Wilson. Denzel Mims was next man up with 25 routes, four targets, 50 snaps, uh, zero and zero for Elijah Moore. He is done. I don't know if anybody's still somehow rostering him, no, but this is definitely the Garrett Wilson show moving forward. It's, can you just sense when a team is like so fed up with a guy and Elijah Moore, he's quickly ran his mouth way too much. And they, they're just like, fuck you. We're going to just pepper the other guy and screw you extra hard. That's what seems to be happening here. Like They're just like, Garrett Wilson, we're all in on. And he's just better, too. Like Garrett Wilson is just great. Some of the catches this guy made, holy crap. He's, he's, the, he's the real deal. I love It's Garrett. a real uh, Martavis Bryant vibe. Um, yeah. Darnell Mooney, <laughs> seven catches on eight targets for 43 and a touchdown. That's such a Justin Fields uh, passing and receiving stat line. Seven catches, 43 yards. But he scored. Yeah. I mean, a lot of pretty efficient. Almost no yards every catch, but Mooney with a pretty good game. Nice. And that touchdown throw was so pretty at 16-yard score. Ooh, ho-hum, Cooper Cup, 7-120 in a score. <laughs> what else is new? Happens every time. <laughs> Love the guy so much. Yeah. All right, we're getting into the Matt here. Is that what's going on? Yeah. All right, let's yeah. talk Matt. T. Higgins, seven catches on eight targets for 60 yards. Tyler Boyd, five catches on six targets for 44 yards. Both good high-percentage receiving games. There just wasn't much to go around because Joe Mixon ate it all up today. Yeah, and with no chase, too, you're just, like, waiting for that blow-up from T or even Boyd, and it's just kind of been meh for two straight games with him. So it's just – it's clear Jamar Chase brings this entire offense to a new level. I, I mean, ultimately, they did put up – Although, to be fair, they put up an ass <laughs> of points today so without Jamar Chase. The run game really came to life. But as a whole, a passing game, I should say, is so much different when you have a guy like Chase, as it obviously should be. But a lot of times you hear T Higgins is, like, the clear, clear – 1B to 1A, and it, it might be a 1 to 2 situation here. I think there's just a little bit of a gap between how good Higgins and, and Chase are, and much as I love Higgins. It's tough to say that. Either way, Terry McLaurin, nine targets, five catches, 56 yards. The non-may is that he had a 32% target share. I mean, he's been above 26% target share in all of Heineke's starts. Unfortunately, we don't earn points for targets, and he didn't do a whole lot with them. <laughs> if so, Alan Lazard would be much higher on the list. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, speaking of targets, Stephon Diggs targeted 10 times, only caught five of them, 93 yards. Uh, and the Bills just really didn't get it done today. We've already talked about that. If this were a longer show, we would probably talk ad nauseum about that. But anyway, yeah. Diggs with an okay fantasy game, but certainly probably not what you're looking for if you're a Diggs owner. Exactly. It's funny that man for Diggs is five for 93. Like it's a yeah, it's still 12, 13 points, right? But for Diggs, you know, that's that's pretty mad. Jacoby Myers, five of six targets, 42 yards, just meh. The offense still ran through him. I think the six targets like kept him at a 25% target share, but that's what happens when it's such a low volume attack. When the defense plays as well as they did, they can just kind of roll it out with Ramondre. This is what happens. So Jacoby Myers, a little bit less of a floor than we're typically used to. Amon Ross St. Brown, four catches. Again, a lot of targets here for these guys. Not that yeah. many catches. Nine targets, four catches, 55 yards. Uh, it was all they, ne they needed, though, the Lions, to beat the absolutely atrocious, terrible. Remember the Packers were 3-1? and one? And I remember they were 3-1, and one, and I was telling everybody, yeah, I think the Packers suck. 
there are a lot of people that were telling me, no, man, they're three and one. Well, now they're three and six. So now is anybody on the bandwagon? Uh, Anyway, that was supposed to be a segment about Amon Ross St. Brown. He had a mad game. He had a very mad game. We haven't seen that like Cooper Cup light, the sippy cup, we used to like to call him. I haven't seen it in in quite a few weeks here. But hopefully he'll get back on track against the Bears next week. The Packers secondary is very good. DeAndre Carter, six targets, five catches, 53 yards. It's meh, but he's also only 30% rostered. And if Keenan Allen's going to miss time, he played a lot of slot snaps. So we continue to see him make some big plays, earning his keep. It was meh, but worth noting for sure. Negative. Hunter Renfro, three catches on four targets for 26 yards. I don't know why he's in the negative. That's a good game for him. Yeah, right. <laughs> Too. And, but I still see him on <laughs> rosters. Like, he's still 70-something percent owned. Well, that's why? nuts. But this is a better game than he's usually been putting it's up. It's true. That is like a season high, probably. Right. Oh, horrible, horrible stuff here. And Matt Collins is now out-snapping him, out-playing him in every category. He should I be. I could never have seen this coming. Awful. I was, we were so high on Renfro. No, that's I got outbid. I wanted Renfro. I was angry. I got outbid for him. I'm He's so one of high. our big L's for sure. DJ yeah. Moore, just as he was getting rolling, six targets, two catches, 24 yards. Seemed like him and PJ Walker really had that connection that could keep that low-end receiver one, high-end receiver two, back-to-back 19-point days, back-to-back 30% target share days. Didn't happen this week. And they went back to Baker, which could be if they go back to him full-time. Even worse news for DJ Moore. So definitely a down arrow for DJ Moore after this one. All right, we're getting uh, what do we make of this? We're getting kind of close to kickoff, but we're going to keep rolling through these receivers. Gabe Davis. Uh, we've had a few comments about uh, Gabe Davis. Uh, and they've not been positive comments. Gabe no, Davis, but, uh, two catches on five targets for 33. And we did, uh, if you were watching the game, and I know you were, he did have one kind of go right through his hands. Uh, that was an yeah. extremely, uh, I don't want to say a crucial play, but it was a crucial play. Yeah, that really, really sucked. So that was brutal. I, me and CJ always treat him as like, a, it's Davis. We don't ask questions. We play him. Because it is true. When you sit him, he's going to have 30 points. But this sucks. Like, this is two really bad kick to the nuts in a row. Like, this sucks. I don't know. I don't know what to make of it anymore. I, would, I don't know. Would you be more concerned if other people on the Bills were lighting it up? I mean, because no one did anything, really. Yeah, I guess so. So I, I do think it will be better. But ultimately – yeah, uh, it just sucks. We did get a super chat, so as always, we will just let Kristen. Them- we love Kristen. Thanks yeah, for the advice did. this morning to pay uh, to play the New England defense. Yeah. Uh, like I said, in my league, they scored twenty six points. All played out now, up eighty seven <laughs> points this week. Got eighty sevens about what my team scored total. So good job. An opponent only has Taysom Hill to play. I'll tell you what, Taysom Hill scores eighty eight points and beats you. We owe you a dinner. Yeah, jeez, uh, that'd be quite the day for Taysom Hill. So don't expect that one coming. But congratulations, Kristen. Awesome, awesome game for you. Uh, thanks for the super chat. Thanks for the support. We're glad to get it right. Uh, we really, really appreciate you supporting the show. Uh, Drake London, three for seven, 23 yards. And this is the most targets he's seen in like four weeks here. And this is what he comes up with, dare I say, droppable. I actually cut him in a league today, and I'm not going to be scrambling to pick him back up. Not at all. Speaking of guys that you should cut if you haven't already, Sammy Watkins caught one of five targets for nine yards in the Packers' not, uh, week nine loss to the Lions. I don't have anything else to say about it. I'm just no. going to move on to the next guy. Yeah, Tyquan Thornton, one for four yards. A lot of hype coming into the game the last couple of weeks on him. Looks not like it's coming to fruition. We mentioned, too, the Colts receivers already, but just to <laughs> give you their stat lines and the fact that you cannot play any of these guys, including Pittman, who had six targets, three catches, 22 yards. Paris Campbell, five targets, two catches, 15 yards, and a whopping one catch on two targets for Alec Pierce. I think Pierce and Campbell are droppable if they're not making a quarterback switch. And Michael Pittman is 100% going to your bench here on out. And let, until we get Nick Foles or Matt Ryan or something better than this, this is ugly. This is so, so hideous. 
Would you say that he's the worst starting quarterback in the NFL right now? Yeah, oh yeah. Who who could even Baker Mayfield well, if he's starting? Baker Mayfield threw two touchdowns today in like a half. Fired up. <laughs> I mean, would you that would have that would have been I mean, he definitely was better than this guy. Yeah, this guy sucks. Ellinger should never be on the NFL field again. Chase Claypool, a guy we were pretty high on, uh, but didn't do much today. Uh two catches, six targets for 13 yards. I'm not exactly panicking about this. I mean, it was his first game with a new quarterback, right. stuff like that. I mean, I still think he's probably the most talented receiver on this team. We'll see what happens. Isaiah McKenzie, just three targets, two catches, 12 yards. A couple underlying nice parts of this, though, is he was playing 38 of 46 snaps and three uh, 11 personnel. That's a much bigger jump from 29 of 47. He's typically been about a 50 to 60% snap player to see him play right around 75, 80%. There's going to be better days ahead if he continues to distance himself from Khalil Shakir, who has not had a catch in two straight weeks. I really like McKenzie. I hope he gets it together. Allen Robinson, we were talking about guys we missed on, and we uh, referenced Hunter Renfro. Let's let's just let's keep that kind of topic going. Allen Robinson, three catches, twenty four yards. Back to shitty. We were kind of you know last week, two weeks. Wolf's kind of like I don't know. He's looked okay. We were kind of trying to talk ourselves back into it. Nah, man, he's he is what he is. He's not. He sucks. He sucks. As is Elijah Moore. Zero catches on zero targets. Awful day. Played. Can't catch the ball if you're not targeted. No, you sure can't. 27 snaps, mixing in for slot with Braxton Berrios. Just an abysmal, abysmal day for him. Let's move to the tight ends, huh? All right, positive. TJ Hawkinson caught nine of his nine. all nine of his targets for 70 yards in the Vikings' Week 9 win against the Commanders. You know, every time I saw him catch one, it was some dink and dunk crappy play. But, I mean, he was targeted nine times. He caught them all 70 yards for a tight end in this league. That's pretty damn good. Yeah, only Justin Jefferson seeing more targets for the Vikings today. Locked and loaded, tight end one. Very, very encouraging performance in his first game. It's good to see Cole Komet amidst this Bears explosion. 41 yards, two scores, three touchdowns across his last two weeks. We're getting a scoring offense here with the Bears now. This is a big body that's starting to become a good, viable red zone threat. Nice potential pickup this week for sure. Hayden Hurst, definition of the mad game, uh, caught five targets, all five of his targets for 35 yards. We've already talked about the Bengals game at length. There just wasn't a ton to go around other than what Joe Mixon was sucking up. It was fine. I mean, it's going to put him right in the middle for tight ends. Nothing yeah, exciting. Path for Everett was very clear for a huge day. Eight targets, five catches, 36 yards, a really bad drop on like a 25-yarder as well, where you kind of saw him start to get frozen out by Justin Herbert because that would have been a huge play had he made it. And it was right in his fucking hand. So not an encouraging day for Gerald Everett. Everything was lined up for him, and he did not come through despite a 19% target share. We got a bunch of negative tight ends. We're going to roll right through these. Mike Gusecki, one catch, two targets, three yards. Yeah, and like 50% of the snaps back to a terrible position here. Kyle Pitts, two of seven, just when you think you can trust him. I never thought I could trust him. Back to being Pitts. That's true. They never thought. But he had a huge game last week when maybe this is where he builds it off. I told everybody to sell that asked me, and I hope you guys all did. Tyler Conklin, one catch, two targets, seven yards. Yeah. Give me Detroit, (laughs) Robert Tunyon, three catches on four targets, 29 yards, and the best possible matchup did absolutely nothing. The one one that he was targeted and didn't catch, Rodgers grossly underthrew him, and it was a pick. Um, Christian Watson did not return to Green Bay's week nine. Lost that as an injury in the wrong place. Evan Ingram caught one (laughs) out of two balls for eight yards we got a lot of those two targets one catch some shitty number he was my tight end of the week on DraftKings. thanks a whole lot evan ingram tyler higby zero catches on one target he's in there blocking way more than before so brutal stuff for him on to the injuries 
Uh, yeah, we, we alluded to Christian Watson earlier, uh, so he wouldn't usually be leading it, but since I already mentioned him, I will mention him. Uh, also, teammate Aaron Jones, forced from Green Bay's Week 9 game against the Lions with an ankle injury. He is questionable to return. He was spotted, and this is a quote, with a very noticeable limp and grimace, and a grimace. It's one thing to be limping. It's another thing to have a grimace that was very noticeable. Ominous um, grimace. Right, right. Not, not great news. Uh, also, Romeo Dubs, uh, he had 23 receiving yards in the game and was knocked out fairly early. So a lot of Packers on this list. Yeah, and he was apparently in a walking boot and on crutches, Romeo Dubs, after the game. So we got grimacing. You think he was grimacing? Probably. Sounds okay. like a real grimacing type of day for him. Uh, really tough breaks, though, all around for the Packers here. And just when you thought you could cut A.J. Dillon, Aaron Jones goes down, and this is why you've been holding on to him so who knows, though, at this point, this is even off to be exciting. I, I said last week when you said he had all this handcuff value, I said I'm not even sure anybody yeah. on the Packers has that I think kind you're of value. Right. But it's true. This is what we're waiting for, I guess. Yeah. Deion Jackson also left the game in the court third quarter with a knee injury, did not play those last 14 minutes. He had played 38 of 48 snaps ahead of them, and then it became Jordan Wilkins and Philip Lindsay and Zach Moss was inactive, but who knows what his role would be. Either way, it was gross. It's a horrible offense if Sam Ellinger's leading the way. So I don't care if it's Deion Jackson or Wilkins or Moss or even Jonathan freaking Taylor at this point. What a shit show of a team. Last but not least, uh, this didn't happen today, but Mark Andrews is not going to be playing in week nine against the Saints. So uh, likely seems like a pretty good play. Absolutely. And what a lot of you may be waiting for catching the replay here for your early week 10 waiver wire as we hit this. Please do consider giving us a thumbs up, guy. It would be so appreciated to help us get into more people's shares, retweets like that. See some questions. We'll hit those real quick in a second. But let us hit the early Week 10 waiver wire. First, you got to go check for Justin Fields. He's about 70% rostered, 68%. But clearly, that needs to be 100%. This guy has top five quarterback upside the rest of the way. Detroit and Atlanta moving forward. I mean, we've been talking about him as a waiver wire pickup for three straight weeks I have him as my quarterback now. I could not be more enamored. I truly think this is like Lamar Jackson 2.0, but even better than what we were expecting of Lamar Jackson these last couple of weeks. He's had more points, Justin Fields, than Lamar Jackson for now four straight weeks. It's insane. 178 rush yards, the most of a quarterback of all time, including a touchdown, looking good through the air. No reason for him to be 68% rostered. The other first check, and then I'll let you get the uh, – I'll hit all the first checks. we got three of them for you here. Jeff Wilson, 51% rostered. He had 51 rushing yards on nine carries, as we said earlier. 21 yards and a touchdown through the air. Played more snaps. Week one here with the team, he outsnapped Raheem Mostert. 28 snaps for Wilson, 26 for Mostert, 13 routes for Wilson, 12 for Mostert, 99 carries. And as you said earlier, he doubled up Mostert's production just about looking as the clear-cut better receiver and runner on this team. He always performs when he gets volume. I've loved Wilson. He was banged up last year. I tossed it out the window just two seasons ago in 2020. This guy had multiple 20-plus point days with Mike McDaniels as his coordinator, including two of three of his playoff games in the fantasy playoffs. I think this guy could be a league winner because don't forget, this is the third-highest scoring offense in the league. They move the ball with Will. They get tons of goal line opportunities. I mean, you saw the play. They hummed it to Tyree Kill, and he didn't even catch it, but he gets tackled you know, by the cornerback that can't keep up with him. You're on the one-yard line and plunge it right in. That's going to happen all the time for Wilson. I fucking love him. I would blow every single inch of my fad if I have any of it left. Uh, if he's out there, I would blow the number one waiver claim. If he's somehow out there in your league, a lot of Christian McCaffrey owners dropped him, I would go out there and pick him up. Last guy is Isaiah Likely. Ahead of Monday night, he may have already been scooped 58% rostered, but he had seven targets, six catches, 77 yards, and a touchdown. He could be a top five tight end this week if you have not played your tight end yet. 
definitely a guy to consider streaming. Now OB. moving on to the oh. number one pickup in my my opinion this week. OBJ, he's still 22% yeah. rostered, believe it or not. Um, uh, Jay Glazer says that he's going to be ready and cleared by the end of this week. So there's already been a few teams that have been name dropped as far as being interested in signing him. Some of those teams pretty exciting. The Bills, yeah. the 49ers, the Rams. Rams may be less exciting than they used to be. If I'm OBJ, I'm probably looking to move off them. Um, also, the Cowboys have been reported as maybe being in the mix. I mean, honestly, any of these teams, you know, you'd think this is a good pickup. I mean, uh, fan, fantasy-wise and real football-wise. I mean, the Bills are calling, apparently. That would be pretty damn sexy, right, Josh Allen? I know there'd be a crowded situation, but – there would be that should be he could take over for Gabe Davis. That's how talented Odell Beckham is. And yeah, we don't know how healthy he is after coming off of his second knee tear. But he's one of those freak athletes that just when they're at that level, they tend to recover at a different level, too. So at least worth the roster spot right now to see where he lands, because I really don't think there's any spot he'd land and not have some real viable. The Chiefs have also called recently uh, on him. So, man, wow. there's just a ton of spots he could land. There's very few he'd land in and be like, eh, I just don't care about him right Man, now. Man, you know, it, his his stock has gone so far up. Like, remember his 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 value was like in the toilet, and then he and then he went to the Rams and the Rams, he, yeah. he did okay for a while, and it was really only kind of near uh, the end almost. The and then all of a sudden it was just like, wow, OBJ, and then he gets hurt, and now all this OBG all OBJ buzz starts, and all of a sudden now he's like a a prime target after his value had gone down for like four or five years in a row. But I agree with you. I still th- I'd be very interested in picking him up. Yeah, get ahead of the field here. Twenty two percent rostered, wherever he lands, and it might not be able to play. And this is definitely a a win later type of move. But for your fantasy playoffs, I could one hundred and ten percent see high end wide receiver two value depending on where he lands. Uh, with a, it, you don't know where the schedule is going to be obviously until he has a team. But the Cowboys have a decent looking schedule. Uh, whether it's the Bills, it, anywhere he goes. I'm going to be intrigued. So get ahead. I'm of it. still get pissed. By the way, I, I did the over uh, Super Bowl prop bet on yards for him, and it was a hundred percent going to hit. And then he got injured. I did the first touchdown, and it did hit. It was beautiful. Juba uh, uh, Hubbard, thirty-four percent rostered. A lot of people dropping him when he was in named inactive yet this game, but. The game illustrated that he can have a big role once he is back. Foreman was definitely a game flow back. It was taken out in passing situations. Hubbard did have that role when he was healthy. Remember, he played 60% of the snaps, saw 60% of the carries, and played nearly all the receiving down work. In those three quarters, he was healthy with Dante Foreman after McCaffrey's injury. So Chuba Hubbard dropped it by a lot of teams, but it's clear this team's going to want him when he comes back. It's a gross situation, but I do think he, on a very pretty weak waiver wire as far as I can tell, He's definitely somebody to consider. A couple tight ends. Kate Otten, yeah. five receptions on six targets, 68 yards and a touchdown. And he actually caught the game-winning touchdown in a pretty awful game between the Bucks and the Rams. A game that the Wolf had referred to as a loser-leaves-town match. I actually think he might be right as far as yeah. the Rams losing that game. Um, but anyway, we've said a bunch of times there just isn't a deep tight end pool. Uh, Otten, as far as his game goes, I mean, the guy at 14 fantasy points, something like that. That's nothing to sneeze at. Also, Cole Komet, guy who hadn't caught a touchdown in like a year and a half until last week, had two today. Uh, there's another. Uh, we saw the Mooney stat line with like uh, seven catches for 43 yards. Well, here's five catches on six targets for 41 yards and two scores for Cole Komet. Fields does it the way he does it. He runs, he runs, he runs. Four-yard pass. Get enough of those. You score. You're going to get some points. Yeah, granted, he's never had more than 45 yards in a game this year. This is his first time inside the top 12 tight ends. He's got a low target rate, 11.9% targets per route. But this offense is starting to click. 
And if they're going to be in the red zone often, it seems like he's going to be a preferred option. Yep. Terrace Marshall, 6% rostered, saw six targets, three catches, 50 yards, and almost scored a touchdown. It looked like he had it, but unfortunately was ruled out because he didn't get the right foot down. But still, trending upwards two straight weeks now with everybody cleaned house, no McCaffrey, no Robbie Anderson. It's clear Terrace Marshall playing around 90% of the snaps now is that next man up. So if you're desperate for a receiver, he's still only 22. They still have a top 10 schedule for wide receivers down the stretch here, and especially in the fantasy playoffs. So a guy you could look at on your waiver wires for sure. DeAndre Carter, five catches on six targets. He's 31% rostered, 53 yards. Keep in mind, Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, both out for this game. The Chargers just look rough in general. Um, I'm not sure how much of a real solution this guy's going to be at any of your problems, especially when these guys eventually come back, which I assume they will. But, uh, you know, he's getting a decent amount of action. If you're desperate, and I know a lot of you guys are, I know I am, might be a guy you might want to think about picking up. Yeah, Isaiah Spiller as well, 3% roster. This is obviously more speculative, but he did out-snap Sony Michelle for the first time this year. 13 snaps compared to 10 for Michelle and definitely looked better with his work. 29 yards on seven carries. Seems to be the clear-cut number two back here behind Austin Eckler, and we know if something happens to Eckler, this is a viable offense. Kind of similar, though, to the Packers situation where it's like you'd used to kill for the handcuff in this offense. Now it's like, do I really like no one's going to be Eckler in this offense. So do I really care that much? I still think the backup to Eckler is a valuable role. Uh, he might start getting in, in work more in the uh, red zone here. A big back that scored at will in college. So definitely keep your eyes on Isaiah Spiller, as well as the Colts running backs. 4% Zach Moss, 0% roster Jordan Wilkins. Why care about these guys? Well, Jonathan Taylor is banged up. And now Deion Jackson's also banged up. I wouldn't be shocked if Taylor shut down for the year. So someone might end up being a clear lead back here. I don't think it's that much worth looking at. Again, we're grasping at straws on this waiver wire right now. Yeah, we really are at this point. Ugly. Uh, but those are some guys that you might want to flag down in case Taylor shut down and in case Deion Jackson's injury lingers here. James Cook, 19%. Four rushes, 15 yards. I mean, we talked about this backfield. There's nothing to be too excited about. It was certainly not today, right? And I mean, I don't know. What, what do we think? Do we really think this guy's worth a stab? I just so it does come down to was Naeem Hines' lack of involvement, just three snaps. Is it because it was a new team and early, you know, didn't just get involved? It could have been. It could have been. We also saw TJ Hawkins have seven tar, you know, nine targets and almost all the snaps, too. So that could be it. Or maybe they truly they did talk before the game saying this move does not signal we're down on James Cook, who did triple up, you know, 15 snaps compared to the three that we saw for Naeem Hines. He just looks good. This is more so like the eyeball test. Every time he gets right. the rock, he's looking pretty explosive. He's a good pass catcher. So if something ever happened to Singletary, I do still think James Cook would rip it up. Uh, James Mitchell, 0% <laughs> roster. Again, we're, we're digging deep here. Yeah, but if you want this guy, you can get him. You sure could. He got two catches, eight yards, and a touchdown. But he did use that big body in the red zone. He was a you know he got hurt last year in college, but entering the year, he was known as like one of the best pass catching tight end prospects. So now that he's had a full year to recover, looking like he might actually get involved in this offense. I, it's, again, real deep dart throw, but James Mitchell with no TJ Hawkinson, maybe he emerges as something for your stretch runs here. Cool. We got a, a relatively small mailbag, so let's try to hit him because there's been people hanging around, but let's get Dave first. Yeah, we um, got to take our pounding from David. David, hey, how you doing? <laughs> Hello. Uh, <laughs> men, let me tell you, we went to war. And I took the marching orders from the wolf. <laughs> and boy, did I get my ass rammed. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> wow. Khalil Herb. All I'm going to say is Khalil Herbert and A.J. Dillon. 
All right, boys. I think we need to rally around, lick our wounds, and uh, circle the wagons. Nobody circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills, yeah. except today. <laughs> no, granted, your other option was who? James freaking Connor. Like, oh, did we cost yeah. you five points today, David? <laughs> if you lost by three or four or something, then okay. But James no, Connor no, no. didn't light the world on fire here either. Let's be real. <laughs> no, yeah. But no, I can remember my fantasy football team after nine weeks. We we (laughs) care about you. We care about you, David. But no, no, I appreciate it. And then, um, you know, the Raiders weren't that bad with Devontae Adams and Derek Carr this week. They were after the first like 18 minutes of the game. Yeah, but I, you know, I don't know what what to categorize the mush at there. I know. I I want to look at this one. Yeah, no, I mean, after the first 18 minutes, I was like, this is this is going to be like one of my worst calls ever. And then they did (laughs) nothing for the rest of the game. And I was like, I might be able to get away with uh, half mush on this. Yeah. So so we may give you the push here. Yeah, that's a a push that rhymes with mush. Yes. So push of the mush. Enjoy, guys. Just (laughs) air some grievances. See you Tuesday, (laughs) Wolf. Thanks, Dave. We love you, you, David. Sorry again. We didn't get right (laughs) for you, but we still love you. And we hope not to get it better for you in the future, my man. Craig Sarno, another RSJ legend. What do we got for Craig? What's up, boys? Got Mixon. I think that's a Ooh. common theme. Yeah, either you mix in someone or you got Mixon. He got Mixon. He's down 28 half-point PPR. He's got Kelsey and Kamara. He has Butker and KC. Uh, you're probably in trouble. Yeah, you're in trouble. But, hey, you know what? Uh, 28, Kel- you're in trouble. Uh, Kel- he has Butker, K- Yeah. Kamara could go for a three touchdown day though. I don't think you're dead yet, but yeah, you're in some trouble. He's He's probably if you're down twenty. I'd say like I'd say twenty two percent, seventy eight percent loss. Yeah, I was gonna say seventy five twenty five. So there you go, Uh, Giuseppe. Fuck (laughs) fuck Mixon. I think Giuseppe (laughs) Giuseppe probably didn't have Mixon. Denny Jennings says Mixon in all caps. That is all, Denny. Uh, I'm sure that that's if you had Mixon. I'm sure that's what's keeping you warm after the yeah exactly uh, exit from baseball. Uh, Giuseppe had fields drop 50 and I still lost by less than a point. Jesus. Uh, Awful stuff. Awful stuff. Charlie mixing in fields with a bunch of rocket emojis for those listening at home. Don't forget to give them a thumbs up and a subscribe. New Wolfpack. If you're here still with us, thumbs up button. So greatly appreciated. Especially if you're new hitting that subscribe button, continuing to help us grow the pack creeping up every single day. We love to see you guys. So great having you guys tune in with us here. Giuseppe says you guys are the best as always. As are you guys. Uh, you guys buddy. Are, says like I and love share. everybody. Here, Get these yeah. guys out to more people. Man, I love it. Yeah. The pack's coming together. Denny says, Wolf, good call on the Cordell Patterson. Glad to be getting uh, some good calls here after uh, taking a little bit of heat for Khalil Herbert. Um, yeah. <laughs> good to see you. <laughs> At Trey. least I got a couple of them right. But, I know. yeah, good C-Pat was definitely a good call today. Fields, let's fucking go. Sure. Uh, yeah, Jeremiah Moore says Fields is a boss. Such a freaking boss! My God, he's a stud moving. And then he here. says, "What's happening to Josh Allen and the Bills? Allen had a good fantasy output, but not a good game in real life. It's true, he underthrew some guys. He definitely should have hit. I think that's why I probably had him on the meds. Like it, he looked so much worse than you look at the fantasy production. It's like twenty four points, quarterback three on the week. Like, huh? I guess he's just still a stud, even when he's bad. Yeah, well, that's what you want in a fantasy quarterback, I guess. Uh, yeah. Austin said, dude started Rodgers over Fields in our lab. God, that's terrible. Dumb. Uh, Jefferson and Hill got me to 8-1. and one. Let's fucking go Wolfpack. How? Love it. Yeah, so he had 28 in his scoring for Josh Allen. So I guess it does depend. We do penalize interceptions pretty tight. Uh, Colts suck for luck, 2.0. <laughs> hey, they really are. Maybe they will uh, tank. There's a couple good quarterbacks out there this year, so maybe that's what's happening. None better than Sam. Uh, what's his name though? Uh, Ellinger. <laughs> yeah. Yes, Richard B. Thinking of dropping Gallup to add OBJ. Any thoughts? 
I would consider that. Yeah, I think I would just because we haven't it. seen Gallup clear 50 yards all year. OBJ might be coming in to take his job, but they did give him a fat contract. So we will see if there's anybody else you can drop instead. I, I don't hate having Gallup on my squad to see what happens post by. But if it's one or the other, I think I'd probably rather have OBJ. What about you? I would probably say OBJ, which I feel yeah. is nuts, but I would a little, I, less, I, a little more unknown sex appeal there, you know? We do love the sex appeal. Yeah. Uh Robert Moreno, Coulter shit. I'm sunk because then I started four and one. I've lost four in a row with the JT and now Jackson debacle. That sucks. Oh God. Sorry, Moreno. But hey, four and four, you can still get that season on track. Four and five even now. There's still time to get it together. But yeah, we gotta we gotta act. We gotta get going. Ray Gamer, I'm down 30 in standard. I love his uh his icon there, the KK slider. Uh, I have Derek Henry, Duvernay, Butker, and the Chiefs defense in my league. Defense points start at 13, so I'd be losing by 17 and change. And they have Kelsey. I'm hoping I win. It's uh, that's a tight one. That's dicey. That's it's it's gonna. You'll know how it's going because Henry's gonna either smash. It is a top five matchup for running backs, but I could also see them getting blown out, and then ultimately Henry just uh, kind of being stuck in the model, getting game flowed out. So. I'm going to say you lose, but I hope not. I hope not. Obviously, you're here. I want you to win. Yep. I would say it about 55-45. I think it's close. I think it's close. Richard B., everyone give these guys a thumbs up on YouTube and a like on Facebook. That equals two from each of us. They deserve it. Thanks, Richard. Oh, yeah. You guys are the best. Thank you so much, Richard. I appreciate that. Craig, I've been in a roller coaster since trading Herbert for Jeff Wilson Jr. a few weeks ago. Back on the way up. On the way up, baby. Job, I am all about Jeff Wilson, baby. Looking great. Likes, subs. All that good stuff. You guys are awesome. Matt B says, I'm so ready to rage cut Daddy Davis. Luckily, I won despite him, LOL. Yeah, he's back to the absentee stepfather Davis at this point. It's not good at all. I know. Deadbeat dad. Uh, Roberto Robert Moreno. Is Acres worth picking up? I need help. I have Jacobs, (laughs) Mostert, Hunt, JT slash Jackson. Brown Robinson is on the wire. Not much else. No, he's not. How could you live without those five carries for three yards? No. If anything's going to happen, right. if you're looking for three tenths of a point in your lineup, yeah, he's your guy. And you got your guy. No, right. yeah, he's not worth anything at this point. Was there any running backs even on it? Like Isaiah Spiller's a speculative ad. There's not much. It's pretty ugly out there. I'd say Chuba Hubbard definitely over uh, Acres if you're running back needy. And again, that's not sitting here. I love Chuba Hubbard, but as at running back, that's probably the best option we have right now. Sorry, Jeff Wilson, of course. If Jeff Wilson's out there, Jeff like, Wilson, like, stepdaddy Davis. Yeah. <laughs> that's true. That's, that's, sorry, truth it. looking good. I, thank you. Yeah, looking good. Truth. Appreciate it. I, I went under. Uh, I went under two hundred pounds for the first time since hey, the, uh, since since the quitting uh, drinking. That's good, uh, man. Experiment. I, maybe I need to quit for a little bit because I'm only going up. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was only going up for a while too. Now steady <laughs> down. I'm 28 days in. Cameron McWilliams. We're a two keeper auction league. I'm five and four, considering trading Mixon and likely for Kenneth Walker, the Andrews owner. Thinking that would set me up great for next year and only take a small hit this year. If his owner will take that and you have a great price on Kenneth Walker, then, I mean, yeah, I'm in there. I'm with you. Uh, this feels like it was the lowest scoring totals in the week this season. Yeah, It's, it's, a, it's a pretty bad overall week. Yeah, there's there's no real sugarcoat in that. I'm up by 10. I have Kamara. He has King Henry. Eh, good luck, man. I, yeah. I would say... I would say you're the favorite there. I, w- I think you pull that one out. Will Baker start next season next week? Sorry. Uh, maybe. 
He looked would, pretty good in his filling duties. So. And I mean, more importantly, the other guy just looked terrible. And I, I think the only reason it will t- change is if they go to Sam Darnold whenever he's healthy. Which is, are we sitting here praying for Sam Darnold at this point? My God! Remember <laughs> uh, that? Remember that? Uh, what did I call it? The carousel of crap that the Houston yeah, the Texans car- yeah. had like five years ago. <laughs> oh uh, my God! Yeah. That they, they've they've they brought that back in Carolina this year. They seriously have. Daniel Howling. Uh, Dropped Conklin for Otten. Glad I did 17 points. Well done. Great stream. I wish I had made that move myself. Really well played, nice. Daniel Allen. Nice well play. done. ML, ML says small chance Kamara doesn't play. Well, I'm sure you've seen the news. The the video got leaked and the attention could be looming here. Is it, like, I mean, is it like a video like when Ray Rice punched his wife out when that came it's, out? So it's not him hitting a, a female, thank God. No, but, but I mean, but you remember when the video came out, all of a sudden that changed everything. Yeah, they, didn't they only give him like four games though? Too it was like the that our rice. Yeah. Well, it was like it kind of got brushed under the carpet. But even though they knew exactly what happened and there was video, so but then scum. once the public saw the video, they're like, "Yeah, you can never play football again." Exactly, you absolute scumbag. This is pretty bad. He like wails on the guy. It's it's. God. Come on, Kamara. I think, I think he plays maybe the week after Thanksgiving. So again, it's a. It's a for those of you listening at home, the wolf is OBJ. talking about OBJ. OBJ we just transitioned yeah, from Kamara to OBJ right. uh, because we're reading the question. Up exactly. Screen. I do think OBJ will play maybe December, but this is like a, a win in the future move. You probably can't even use him his first week. Yeah, see how he's looking, see how he gets acclimated. This is for your eye on the fantasy playoffs. If this guy's a full time starter with the Chiefs, with the Bills, with the Cowboys, like there's the Packers clearly need a wide receiver. Maybe he. Anywhere, this guy's going to be a very solid player, potentially. All right, real quick, Derek, thoughts on a trade I just accepted. We doing a trade now? We're about – we're about. I know. we got to get to kickoff. I'm sorry. Come to the uh, the Tuesday show at 7 p.m. We'll go more in-depth on the waiver wire. That gives us some time. We both want to watch this game. Uh, uh, drop Taysom so, yeah. Hill for OBJ tonight. Would you do it? No, nah, I'd keep Taysom. Wilson is going – oh, sorry. Just, just knock that off. Okay. Wilson is going to be what Edmonds was supposed to be. He Maybe. sure could be. I love Wilson. Again, I hope he's better than that, volume. honestly. Yeah, he's he's looked a more sturdy featured back than Edmonds, who's a nice little pass catcher, but never really has been a good featured back other than a handful of games. Uh, Apex, boy, am I happy to have Mixon <laughs> yeah. on my team. I'll bet you are. Derek says OBJ probably still is a few weeks away from seeing the field, but if you have a solid tight end, I'd go for it. Yeah, with the drop, I agree. Apex started one and four. Now I'm five Love and four. That's basically it. like the opposite. Turning the season around, baby. Love to see it. Also, how about Hawkinson in Minnesota? I love yeah, seeing that. Yeah, nine catches, cool. nine targets. Woo! Yep. Good stuff. Derek says no worries. We appreciate it. Uh, yeah, sorry. We just we ran over and we just don't. Yeah, have time. thanks so much. Please do come back or shoot me a message on Twitter at Roto Street Wolf or come to the Tuesday show. I'd be happy to analyze it. But it's game time. We get baby. <laughs> Last question. Drop Herbert for Wilson. I uh, Obviously, we're not talking about Russell Wilson. You literally would not drop any player in the NFL. No, we're talking about now. Jeff. My yeah, name I is know. Jeff. I'm, just, I'm being sarcastic. I'd rather have Jeff Wilson, but honestly, I'd rather have them both. Um, so I don't know if there's anybody else you could drop, Jay Eggs. And, but I loved Jeff Wilson. I love what he did. Uh, thanks so much, Derek. Definitely please do come back out. Uh, Oregon, at Rose Street Wolf on Twitter. If you want to shoot me a message and say this is Derek from YouTube uh, and you want to get to this question, we love that you're subbing. We love that you're here. We want to make sure we keep you happy, but we also want to go watch some football. So thank you guys so much for being here. This is, again, our recap show. Whether you're here for the replay or you're here live, please do consider that thumbs up button as you head out. Check out RoastryJournal.com with all of our rankings, all our good stuff. Peace, lads. I love our, our, the, the, the lingo that comes out here. Peace to you, Apex. See you guys. You're welcome. I love all the nice manners from our Wolfpack as we head out here, too. You guys are the best. All the content is at RoastryJournal.com. We bring you fantasy wolves updated rest of the season, big board. 
updated week 10 rankings as of early as tomorrow. Check out the site. We'll be killing our waiver wire content anyways, all that good stuff. And I'll be live next 7 p.m. on Tuesday for your waiver wire show. In a world full of fancy sheep, be the wolf guys. Later. Later. We used to have it all, but now's our curtain call. So hold for the applause. Oh, 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 oh. And wave out to the crowd and take our final bow. Oh, it's our time to go, but at least we stole the show. At least we stole the show. At least we stole the show. We stole the show. At least we stole the show. Straight ahead. Devlin. Second down. Third effort. Touchdown. Oh. That's pretty awesome. That's old fashioned football right there, folks.